Thank you for joining us here at Life Church. It's an honor to share God's word with you today. Our prayer is that you will connect with Jesus Christ as you hear his word online. We'd love to have you visit one of our upcoming gatherings. For more information, visit us online at www.liferva.org or contact our church offices and we'll be happy to help you in any way that we can. Let's go now to one of our recent services where you can experience a life-giving message from God's Word. Let's go to the Word of the Lord, Psalm chapter 103 and verse 2. I want to encourage you, don't wander too far from the building today. I'm not going to preach long. I'm not going to preach as long as I normally do. I just feel like the Lord wants to come in and talk to us uh, so I'm going to be ready for that. Psalm 103 and verse 2, if you're a guest, thanks for coming today. Verse 2 says, let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. And just in case you forgot Let me remind you that he forgives all your sins. (laughs) He heals all your diseases. He redeems you from death. And he crowns you with love and tender mercies. Amen. I I want to preach on this subject this morning. Don't settle. Don't settle. Amen. Now, last week, I preached to you about how to find peace and rest to take on the yoke of Jesus. And the scripture tells us that his yoke is easy, his burden is light, amen? It's because of his life and his death and his resurrection that we now have the opportunity to live an incredibly abundant life here on earth. See, salvation is not just a get out of hell free card, right? It's about an abundant life that's full of victory, and winning and not losing. It's full of ups and not just downs. It's full of great, great things in this world. See, I'm glad that the God that we serve is not just some far off deity that we cannot experience for ourselves. Our God is nearer and far more tangible and has a greater ability to make his presence known in our lives, I think that we often realize or remember. He desires for you and I to to recognize the depths of his love and his nearness to us, amen. And our text told us that this, it says, may I never forget the good things that he does for me, amen. Now, because of all the good things that he does for us, your walk with Jesus does not have to be lifeless. It doesn't have to be boring. Come on. It doesn't have to be powerless. It does not have to be empty. And I think far too often Christians settle for less than what really is available in Christ. I like to help people with their real estate needs. I tell people all the time when they're searching for a house to buy, I tell them, don't settle. See, because that purchase is too important to just settle for any old place. I tell people if they're in a dating relationship and maybe they're looking for a spouse, don't settle. You know why? That relationship is going to change everything in your life, hopefully for the good. Amen. So don't settle. I think too often we as believers 
We have stepped across the line, right? We've accepted the Lord into our life. We've declared him to be Lord of our life. And we've, we are one of his people. And yet, so often we settle for living lives that are less than what God has intended for us. Amen. See, God has the desire and ability to do far greater in us and through us than we could ever ask or imagine. Ephesians chapter 3 said this. It said he can do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or even think. Hallelujah. See, he doesn't just save us, but he longs for us to live healed, to live transformed, to live set free from the bonds of sin and slavery to this world. Amen. So I want to tell this church right now, I'm glad you love Jesus. I'm glad you're a believer. But don't settle for less than anything of what God has for you in your life. Amen. See, we need to hunger for the fullness of life that is available to us in Christ Jesus. We need to prepare ourselves for our miraculous moments. You know, we rejoice when we see other people get miracles. How about, let's just get in line and get us some miracles too, amen? We rejoice when somebody else has a testimony. How about let's just declare, you know what? I'm going to have a testimony of God's deliverance from my situation. I'm going to have a testimony of God's victory in my life. I'm going to have a testimony of how God lifted me up and brought me out or healed me or saved me. Come on, somebody. Don't settle for less than a victorious life in Jesus Christ. I think too often we allow the wounds of this world to just kind of settle in our hearts and dictate the way that we live our lives. We agree with the lie from the enemy that the pain of our past is just a part of life that we're going to have to deal with on our own. See, but the heart of God is for healing of those wounds. Come on. The heart of God is for victory over your trials, your addictions, your temptation. His heart is to accept us as we are, but not leave us as we are. Amen. His heart is to allow our pain to heal and for our lives to be whole again. See, Psalm 147 and verse 3 says this, He heals the brokenhearted, and He binds up their wounds. He heals, and He binds up. See, God longs to meet you and I at the place of our wounds and our hurts and provide healing for us today. But for so long, the children of the king have forgotten there are benefits that come with being in the bloodline. Amen. There's benefits that come with being in the family of God. And he longs to reveal to you his heart for your life, for your pain, for your situation, to fill you with his presence and to walk with you through the process of healing. So I want to encourage you today, don't settle. Don't settle. Well, you say, I already love Jesus. Yeah, but have you settled for less than what's best in your life? Come on, I'm not preaching uh, some uh, 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 prosperity gospel. I'm not preaching some easy believism. I'm not saying that it's not always going to, sometimes there's going to be challenges in life. But we've got to stop settling for the plate that the devil pushes across the table in our lives. 
Come on, we've got to stop settling for the circumstances that the world wants us to live in. We've got to stop settling for the chaos around us. You say, oh, well, the world's just changing and we got to accept. No, we don't have to accept what we're living in. Come on, somebody. We don't have to accept the circumstances of the day. I think the body of Christ ought to rise up and say, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I don't want to get too political right now, but I think the body of Christ ought to step up and say, we're not going to put up with some of the nonsense that you're trying to put on our kids and put on our families. Come on, somebody. We're settling. We're just settling for whatever the devil or whatever uh, the government or whatever people around us want to throw at us. God forbid. Amen. Amen. Let God be true and every man a liar. Come on, body of Christ, don't settle. Don't settle for a bad marriage when God can heal your marriage. Don't settle for rebellious children. Pray for them. Now, they're going to have to make their own decisions, but you know what? They need to step over your prayers if they're not going to serve the Lord. Amen. Don't settle. Don't settle. Don't settle for less when you can live with joy and peace instead of heartache and pain. You know why? Jesus is a God of transformation. Amen. He loves us where we are. And he cares too much for us just to, to, to leave us as we are. Amen. And I want to say this to you too. You know, God, even saying the word God, it's gotten so generic these days. They just, uh, you know, you can throw out the word God. Sometimes people will say that because they don't want to offend anybody. And I'm, but I'm just going to tell you, not all gods are created equal. <laughs> Amen. Amen. If you're not serving Jesus, you're not serving the same God that I'm serving. Amen. Because Jesus wants to change the way we live. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2 says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let, now notice this, let God transform you into a new person. Now, before I read the rest of the verse, so many of us, we accept God into our life. We repent of our sins. We identify as a believer. You might even get baptized and receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But sometimes we just stop with stepping into the door. And we don't let this verse, let God transform us into a new person. Amen. And transformation takes time. And one of the big keys of transformation is found in the rest of that sentence. You get transformed by changing the way you think. I got to quit thinking like a defeated person and start thinking like a victorious person. I got to stop thinking like a lost person. Come on, somebody. Start thinking like a saved person. I got to stop thinking like a slave and start thinking like a free man. Amen. Because if any man is in Christ, come on, he is a new creature. And notice the rest of the verse says, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is what? Good, pleasing, perfect. Hallelujah. Uh, well, I, I came to Jesus a long, long time ago, and my life has been terrible ever since. Amen. You need to change the way you think. You need to change the way you speak. Amen. You need to change the way you live. Amen. You, because that is not the will of God. We are settling. 
for less than God's best. You got to let God transform you. God longs to renew your mind to the truth of his love, to the truth of his nearness to us, to the truth of his grace for us. It says, let God transform you. And you know what? He doesn't just want to free us from emotional turmoil or heal our bodies, but the Bible says he also wants to help us live free from the power of sin in our lives. A lot of Christians are still bound. Can I just say the word they don't use in church very often? They're bound by sin in their lives. See, sometimes we like to sugarcoat and we call it other things. You know, well, it's a temptation. It's a proclivity. It's, a, it's an area that I struggle with. It's, it's a thorn in my flesh. Sometimes it's those things, but sometimes it's just good old rotten S-I-N. Amen. Sin. But look what 1 Peter 2 and verse 16 says. I love this verse. Live as free people. Hallelujah. Live as free people. I love the motto of the state of New Hampshire. It's live free or die. Amen. But this verse says live as free people. And notice what living as free people looks like. Do not use your freedom as a cover up for evil. Live as God's slaves. Amen. See, I love this verse. Live as free people. Don't settle to live as slaves who are still in bondage. Amen. Live as free people, not people who use their freedom as a cover-up for evil. Now, that's a whole different sermon all by itself. Amen. Come on. Some people are using their freedom, but they're covering up a whole lot of things in their lives. They're hiding it under their Christianity, or they're hiding it under what people think they are or who they think they are. But today, the Holy Spirit wants to help us remove the cover-up. Come on, take the covers off of it and live free from your sin. That's the only way, by the way, folks, can I just say, that's the only way you're ever going to be free from your sin. You've got to expose it. You've got to turn a light on it. You've got to take it out from under the cover so you can deal with it, so you can be honest about it, so you can handle it. Amen. Live free. But you know what? You've got to want it. And you've got to, have, you've got to want to repent and turn to Jesus. Because he longs to transform us so that we can live life to the fullest. Amen? He longs to fill you with his spirit so that you can walk in the spirit and let him be your guide in this life of purpose. But so often we just, we're living as people who, who say we're free from sin, but we're really not free from sin. You're, li- you're settling for less than God's best. Amen? I love these next two verses. 2 Corinthians 3, 17 says, The Lord is the Spirit. And notice, where the Spirit of the Lord is, what? There is freedom. Or in some versions, it says, there is liberty. Amen. And then Galatians 5 and 1 says this. I love this. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. In other words, he didn't just set us free for salvation. He didn't just set you free so you could get the get out of hell free card. He set you free so you could live a life of freedom. Amen. And freedom means a whole lot if you know what it's like to be bound. If you know what it's like to be oppressed. If you know what it's like to be held under the bondage of something. It is for freedom that he set us free. Amen. He didn't set you free 
just so you and I would live in bondage. He didn't set you free so you would still struggle with addictions and sin. Amen. He didn't set you free for you to live life depressed. Come on. He didn't set you free so you would live life defeated. He set you free for freedom. Don't settle for less. Hallelujah. Well, it's just always going to be. Well, it will always be that way. If that's how you think it's going to be. If that's how you live your life, amen? In Christ, we have freedom. From every past pursuit, from every present temptation, from every current struggle, if you will simply follow his lead into a lifestyle of righteousness. People say, well, that's just how I'm wired. Well, the Holy Spirit can help you unwire bondage, amen? Well, that's just, that's just how, I, how I was made. Well, you know what? Christ can make you a new creature. Don't settle. That's a lie that the devil tells us all the time, that we can't change, that we won't change, that our circumstances won't change. Stop listening to the lies. Amen. In Christ, we have freedom, freedom that has been purchased by the blood of the lamb. You are no longer a slave believer to this world, but now you live under the yoke of Christ. Amen. Galatians 5 and 1 said it is for freedom that Christ set us free. I want to tell you today, choose freedom today. Say, well, I already chose Jesus. No, I'm not just saying just choose Jesus. I'm saying you need to choose the freedom that Jesus has afforded you by the sacrifice that he made on Calvary's cross. Choose to live free from bitterness and being a victim through the outlet of forgiveness. Choose to live free by repenting of your sins, by turning from your sins, by living the way Jesus wants us to live. And I'm talking to believers and unbelievers. Choose to live free by rejecting compromise and embracing righteousness and true holiness in this world. Holiness is not a bad word, everybody. Come on. Righteousness is not a bad word. Choose to be free by following the Spirit, by walking in the Spirit. Walking away from that which leads you towards sin and walking to that which fills you with a longing for Christ. See, the word of God promises us that we can live that kind of life. So I want to encourage you today, don't settle. Don't settle. Now, how is it that we're able to do that? Because in 1 Peter 2 and 24, it says this. How do I do that? Because he personally carried our sins. In his body on the cross. Why? Look, don't miss it. So that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. Did you catch that? He didn't just die so you can make it. He died so you can be dead to sin and live for what is right. See, that's not just talking about eternity. That's talking about right now in this life. Be an overcomer. Be a witness. Amen. Be all that God has called you to be. Because by his wounds you're healed. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18 says, So all of us who have had that veil removed, I love that, can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us move, uh, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious. Image. I want the praise team and the band to come on back up.
Notice, notice what it says. All of us who have had the veil removed from our eyes. Amen. Hallelujah. All of us who have had the veil removed from our eyes. The scripture says we have the right to walk in. What does it say? To see and reflect the glory of the Lord. When he set you free, he set you free to be able to see clearly. And he set you free to reflect the glory of God in your life. But so many of us has just settled for less. So my question to you today, whether you're a believer or an unbeliever, is where do you need healing in your life today? Where? In what area of your life? Where do you need transformation? Because we all need it. We're all a work in progress. I've been serving the Lord now for a lot of years. And guess what? He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. It took him just a week to make the moon and the stars, the sun and the earth, Jupiter and Mars. How loving and patient he must be. Because he's still working on me. Where do you need healing? Where do you need transformation? Where do you need freedom? Don't settle. Don't settle. Ask the Lord for whatever it is that you need. Trust in his goodness. And have faith that he will provide for you everything that you need when you ask him. Psalm chapter 103 verses 2 through 4 says, Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget. (laughs) May I never forget. Oh, I'm going to get emotional. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins. He heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death. He crowns me with love and tender mercies. Don't settle for less than what our Heavenly Father has for us. See, I pray that you will receive and walk in all of the truth and love and grace that our God longs to just lavish on you. He wants to pour it out on us. I pray that you would pursue with your whole heart the life that God intends for you instead of settling for what the enemy wants to let you have. He's going to give you a little bit just to shut you up. He's going to give you a little bit of margin, but sometimes you just got to fight for what's yours. Amen? You need to live out the revelation that your God is leading you to stiller waters. He wants to lead you to greener pastures than what you've ever known before. Amen. As I close, there's a story in the New Testament about a woman who said, I'm just not going to settle anymore for the life that I'm living. I'm going to get to Jesus once and for all. It's found in a couple of the Gospels, but I want to read the reference from Matthew 9 and verse 20. It says, just then a woman who had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding came up behind him. She touched the fringe of his robe, for she thought, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, He said, daughter, be encouraged. 
your faith has made you well. And the woman was healed at that moment. Now, if you go back and you read the story about this lady, she was very sick. The Bible said she had what the Bible called an issue of blood. In other words, she had a condition where she hemorrhaged and bled for 12 years, nonstop, day and night. Her sickness burdened her. She felt depressed, tormented, harassed. Her sickness confined her to her home most of the time. Matter of fact, read the scripture. It says that she spent all that she had trying to get help from doctors. She couldn't get any help, Matthew. But Mark chapter 5 and verse 26 says she had suffered a great deal from many doctors. And over the years, she had spent everything she had to pay them. But she had gotten no better. And then, no better. But then look at this. In fact, she got worse. <laughs> Man, I've gone to every doctor I know. I've seen all the specialists. I've spent everything I've got. And not only am I not getting better, I'm getting worse. She was doing everything society had prescribed. But it wasn't enough. But then I want you to look at what happened next. Mark 5, 27. When she heard about Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. But when she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and she touched his cloak. Somehow, some way, she heard that Jesus was coming. I want you to stand with me all over this house. Maybe somebody knocked on the door of her house. Maybe she just heard the talk in the town center. Maybe it was when she went to the market she heard and she had heard about what Jesus had done. But whatever it was, she got to Jesus because she refused to settle for the condition she was in. I just got to ask somebody in this house, are you tired of settling for less than God's best for your life? Because if that's you, I'm going to open this altar right now. And I want you to take a step of faith and walk out of your chair and walk down to the front and say, God, right now, Lord, I love you. You know I love you, but I'm ready, God, to move to the next level. Come on, I want you to come right now. God, I'm ready for you to heal this condition. God, I'm ready for you to set me free from this addiction. God, I'm ready, to, I'm ready God, to live a victorious life. I'm ready to live a life of freedom. Come on, who's ready? He can do immeasurably more than what we ask or imagine. Begin to lift your hands right now as the praise team begins to sing and say, God, I'm not going to settle any longer. Amen. Can you hear the voice of the I'm not gonna settle. I'm not gonna settle. Walk on the water, risk it all. Hallelujah. Answer the call, live into it. Come on, that's it. I'm not settling for a mediocre marriage. I'm not settling for backslidden children. I'm not settling for false addiction. I'm not gonna settle, God. I want you to set me free.
Hey, thanks for watching. Be sure to subscribe to this channel so you never miss one of our videos or live streams in the future. Also, take a moment and share this with a friend. Be sure to join us 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. each week live as we celebrate Jesus together here at Life Church. God bless you.